<laughs> oh, Evil Jeff, you're so funny. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 137 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me, as always, is the uh, so funny Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil Jeff. <laughs> no, Brett, I, you're the funny one. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, God, you were, we were just, uh, we in, we're engaging in some good-natured ribbing before the show. Yes. Uh, so you caught a little bit of that splashback. Sorry. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Do we? We don't. Um, but we've read a few comic books. We've seen a few TV shows. And we've got plenty to say about those. But first, I think we need to dive into some hot topics. Evil? What do you got to hit? Hot, hot topics. topics. Great. Um, Obviously, we are not going to have um, an X-Men part today because there's no X-Books and there won't be for another month. Another month. No, less than that. We're going to get... Let's just dive into that. We're going to get X-Men... Giant Size X-Men Magneto, Wednesday, July 15th, which is quite a ways away. Yeah. 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 that is going to be our first X book back. And then after that, on July 22nd, we're going to get Empire X-Men. I don't know if you'll count that as an X-Men book. Do you? Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, right? It's got X-Men in it. Yeah. In fact, it's got... It seems to feature a lot of Monet. It seems to feature a lot of Warren Worthington. Why? On the covers. Okay. Well, we'll, I'm going to get into what I think the connection to Empire uh, overall is. Okay. But before that, I also want to mention that on July 22nd, we're going to get uh, Hellions. Remember that tasty treat? Number two. Number two. Finally. Finally. Maddie. How about... Maddie is a baddie. How about uh, X Factor? How about X-Factor? I think we'll get there. Hold on. New Mutants on July 22nd. We're going to get that. Okay. Uh, We're going to get Wolverine number three. Although, oh gosh, the artist of Wolverine tweeted some real problematic stuff about women in the industry who are revealing that they were... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like the other day, um, in response to women in the industry... Um, sharing, revealing uh, stories of harassment and abuse that they've suffered at the hands of people who held the keys. Oh, is this kind of like the people coming out against Warren Ellis and stuff like that? No, his whole thing was, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. But, um, uh, and and so many more. His whole thing is like, you know what? Toughen up everybody. All you victims of abuse, just be a little bit more observant and don't take any shit. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh God, are you 12? My God. Yeah. I love that where it's just like, oh, you were a victim of assault. Uh, you shouldn't have let that person hit you with that baseball bat. Like, it's just keep your make, eyes open. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It's, Kick him in the balls. But that's the thing is right now we're in a situation and I will say the pendulum will swing at some point. It might go too far, but I think it needs to swing too far for a bit. In the other way, so that because there's so much injustice happening right now, it just it needs to have some comeuppance. Even in the world of like porn right now is having um, a come to Jesus moment. As someone who used to work in the porn industry, Hello. I want to. Uh, what, like the Billy Santoro shit? Oh, not even that right now. I mean, well, just mostly because uh, I will say when I worked and I was casting stuff, we were always looking to cast diverse actors. So not just white people. Our problem was, and the one person I worked with, she was was African-American. She was black woman. And she was like, where are the black and and Latino performers? And whenever we had agents come in, they would just be like, oh, I don't have any. So we would be like, where are they? We would have to. What? We'd always have to be like looking for them. And most of the times the agents would be like, oh, I just can't find them work. So I don't I don't hire any black actors because most people, companies don't want them. And we're like, well, we want them. 
but it it ended up being very hard to find the the performers. But then people like recently, Sean Cody released a Black Lives Matter statement of like we support Black Lives Matters when pretty uh, much all of Sean Cody's video has maybe had like two black people in their sight of the thousands of people that have been in it. So it's just kind of bringing up the hypocrisy of how most American porn is all just white guys. Yeah. And recently, this one porn star, Ricky Larkin, just came out, and he had the nerve to say, "Well, I mean, it's not their fault. We just need better looking. Uh, we just need better looking models of color. That's why they're not getting work. They're not as attractive." There's a lot of racist porn stars out there. Yeah, and then now it's yeah. like, "And your career is over." And now everyone's like, "Your career is over. No one's ever working." And he's like, "Well, I didn't mean it that." Way. It's like, "Nope, too late. No, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done." <laughs> So it's just crazy how I feel like this backlash that's happening, people are starting to show their true colors. And I feel the world of oh, racism. Oh, we're in the age of that. But I think it's amazing because in the world of racism, it used to be before the civil rights movement, you were just, you could just be blatantly racist. And then it became like everyone hit it and everyone would disguise it. And now because of Trump and everything that's going on, it's all coming out. And I'm like, great, because we want to see yep. who you are. So we can get rid of you. Yeah, because what never happened is th- this level of consequence. Exactly. And like, and so that's why you have the alt-right getting so angry and so victimized. It's because th- this is the age of kind of seeing it and doing something about it. I, I mean, I hope. I, other ages were too. You can argue the 60s were, I'm sure. But, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a new level of awareness. Yeah. Uh, and, and a new level of anger. God, I hope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Times I hope are people changing. stay angry. But yeah. I think that's the thing. Usually if you're getting super upset um, and super defensive, it usually means that you probably did something fucked up. It means you're a fucking racist. It means like deep down you're mad because you cannot act the way that you want to act. Instead of questioning where, why in the first place you want to act that way in the first place. Yeah. Like maybe you should start there. Um, I mean, porn isn't the only industry where shit's fucked up on the sexism front and on the racism front. Uh, you've got comic books and comedy mm-hmm. are two favorite things. Yeah. Comedy, I mean, just comedy filled. theaters. Gone. <laughs> gone. Gone. I.O. Gone. Ground, After Groundlings is under deep shit. Upright UCB. Gone. I mean, deep you know, shit. the pandemic Second city gone. The yeah. pandemic was the killing blow. Second city has to overhaul everything they do because they got called out. And comic books, too. I mean, all these fucking creators who are grooming and abusing and holding things over the head of female creators. Like, this is this is my theory, is that comedy, comics, I mean, these weren't the popular kids in high school. And then all of a sudden... They had the power. They have the power, and they just... It's like the abused becoming abusers. Like Yes. That's why a lot of times the people bullied the most for being gay, they become those bodybuilder circuit boys that are absolutely evil in the gay bars because now I'm the popular mean girl. Like it ha- it's it's yeah. Either if you suffer from trauma and you're and, and abuse and bullied, you either grow up being super empathetic and super nice or you become a bully yourself. It's very sad that those are the two options. Yeah. But yeah, comics is just now it's like it's it's a comeuppance. And as, as I said before, the, uh, people get very upset. Like even just recently, people were upset. They just um, are changing Splash Mountain and Disney World. Good. They're changing. It I because, love change. But do you know what Splash Mountain was based off of? Song of the South. I had no idea. Song of the South. And they're changing it to Princess and the Frog. So they're thumbing their nose. And Good. Being like, we're getting rid of that. And we're actually making it all about a black princess. At first, I was like, why isn't it Moana? Like, that seems more like it makes more sense. And then someone's like, no, because it was Song of the South. I'm like, oh, no, give it to Princess and the Frog. But everyone is getting super bent out of shape, these people. And they're trying to be like, "Good." well, no, Princess and the Frog doesn't match the Frontierland. Oh, change is hard, everybody. And I was like, everybody. shut the fuck up. Like, if you're this upset, it's not about... It's about the racism. Like, you need who to wants Frontierland anyway? Yeah, who gives Even a shit? Even as a kid. 
Even as a kid, like you're leaving Tomorrowland, going to Frontierland, no and like yawn. Yeah, who cares? What am I gonna die of dysentery? Peace. Next. Yeah. Fantasyland. Uh, is there an even? Fantasy no one's like, oh, I was really taken out of the Frontierland theme. Like, no one cares. Fuck you. No one cares about that. Yeah, everyone needs to just lighten up. I would and, love a princess in the frog. And that's the other thing, is I do realize the pendulum switch, it, sometimes it goes too far in the other direction. There's a woman named Joe. is it Jojo? Some YouTube star just released a video, and it just featured everyone and the kids in animal makeup. Like, one girl was a zebra, one girl was a tiger, but one girl was dressed as a monkey, and because the paint was brown, they were trying to ban the video for for blackface. <laughs> but she was like, she's just a monkey! Leave this little girl alone! She's a monkey! <laughs> so sometimes it goes too far, but you know what? Yeah. But sometimes I'd rather have it this way than the other way, where we just let racists get away with it. So... Yeah. I mean... I don't even want to talk about the police and what they're really doing and yeah. and the kids in cages that were separated from their parents at the border and what's really going on there. Like and what's happening in Wisconsin with this house that was burnt to the ground. Like I'm being very vague because I don't want to go deep into this rabbit hole, but Google all this shit. Yeah. And can I just share some trauma with you really quick? Yes. I reconnected with an ex. And we dated for a year. And I just wanted to see how he was um, handling the pandemic. Because I hadn't talked to him since the world went crazy. Just wanted Mm -hmm. to see if he was okay. And during the conversation from the new business he owns, I found out that he is donating to Trump. Someone that I dated for a year is donated to Trump. Are you surprised? Or is this like... A sign of something greater. He always would say crazy shit, but in the end, he always still voted de- Democratic. But now, because it might hurt his pocketbook, he's like, oh, well, I have to do this because it might hurt my business. And I was like, so you're selling out your gay. Your- you're, and he's of color. I was like, you're selling out all of that <gasps> for your business. And so I was very, basically, and then I screamed at him for like a half an hour and fought with him and now uh, i don't i don't well honestly it's capitalism that has us by the balls if if i may go so far but that's the thing is the fact that people are willing because they're scared of losing money they're willing to let someone be horribly racist and evil and that's this whole thing i read about cards against humanity and and the horrible situation they they put their um one staff writer of color through it's that people are, hang on to their money or in the comedy world, their quote unquote status so tightly that they are willing to do anything like, like they're willing to exercise power over other people for what? Well, I think in their heads, especially like comic books and comedy, there it's this world of white guys and this is the world of comics. And when someone comes in to change it, they're like, no, 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 no. We know how it is. This is how it is. And you can't change the... That's how it always was. If, if you change any dynamic of how comics are, the whole system will crumble. Because change equals take it away from us. Exactly. When it's like, actually, sometimes it's not taking away. It's just giving to other people so that everyone's equal. Yeah. And that's the thing is having your privilege taken away is just having is just the world becoming equal. So stop complaining about it. Stupid white men. Anyway. Anyway, um we're going to get X-Men Fantastic number 4. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get X-Men Fantastic 4 number 4 July 22nd also. Oh, X Factor number 1. Is it all July, July 22nd? July 29th. Oh, okay. No, uh, no. X-Factor 1 is July 29th. X-Men Woo! 10. X-Men 10 is July 29th. I don't even care, though, because it's the stupid brood story, and I don't care about it. Oh, you know something great's going to happen. Will it, Brett? Yeah! Come on, it's Scott. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a ten of swords, baby. I can't wait for Ten of Swords. <laughs> Sorry. So July will be a good month. Where's Excalibur? Where's Betts? Bets. I don't see Betsy. Betsy, where are Heavens you? Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy, where are you? Um, right. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get back to the X stuff in like three weeks. 
Yeah. Come on, Marvel. Oh, I saw the loveliest. Um, so, Reed Pop, who does the New York Comic, well, all the Comic Cons, except Wizard World, they had a virtual, they were doing like a queer um, con uh-huh. all week. They had like pride events all week. And I caught a um, roundtable on YouTube Live, or as part of the broadcast, between um, Teeny Howard, Leah Williams, and Vita Alaya. Oh, so finally so, proving they're not all the same person. Yeah, I always it was so adorable. God, they are the, we're so lucky to have You them. have to send me a link to that. I definitely want to watch that. What, it's, like, yeah, what it's, definitely, it's definitely archived. They just talked about everything, but they're just so queer and fun and uh, loving and compassionate and witty, and they get it, and um, they like love each other so much, and they make each other's work better. They're just so great, and I think we're just so blessed to have them writing our books. That's all. That's all I want to say. Yay. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so typically we move on to our X-Men segment. That doesn't exist. Uh, but not, that doesn't exist. That does not exist. So The limit um, doesn't exist. Sorry. <laughs> just threw in a Mean Girls quote for no reason. <laughs> There's always a reason. All right, so let's just jump to our general comic section. Hit it! You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. Well, did you get a comic, Brett? Uh, I gotta get a comic, and the comic I got is Empire with a Y, number zero, by Al Ewing and our favorite boy, Pepe Larez. Woo! Um, so what do you think, Evil? Do you are you following? Do you get the story? How can you not forget the story? Because literally, it's just people <sighs> explaining things <laughs> for five hundred panels. It was. It's just. I was like, okay, I understand what's happening, but I, you did not give me a single reason to care, like zero. Yeah, it's I mean, literally there, just that's, explaining, it's number explaining, zero. Explaining, 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 explaining. It's number zero for a reason. Yeah. It um. It's so funny. It's so explainy that I forgot. Like I had to check to see if Captain America was on on the in the book. <laughs> I had to like flip, go back and I was like, wait, is Captain America still on the Avengers? Because he and then I was like, oh god, there's Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, Robbie Reyes. Because they literally said nothing because they held no plot knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's a good story. I mean, okay. I mean, it's a good setup. Like, it's a good plot. It's a good backdrop premise. What am I trying to say? I do find it... It's, it does seem a little shaky that the Cree... I still am unsure why the Cree and the Skrull, Skrull decided to go against the... Was it the Kotari? Kotari? How do you say that? Kotati. Kotati. I still find it strange that they would that the Cree would go against that. It's so, it does seem like, I'm like, okay, I guess because you said so. Did it make sense I mean, to you? Is, to me, it's like, I mean, the Cree and the Skrulls just want to destroy the Earth, right? But why But why do they hate the Earth and the Kotati or whatever more than each other? They've hated each other for a billion years. Why suddenly I, Earth is worse? Because of Trump? Honestly, if they were like, because of Donald Trump, that I would have been like, I'm on board. I'm on board. Can you imagine if they were like, after billions of years, we saw Donald Trump and we need to destroy the earth. And and then Carol Danvers would be like, ah, all right, <laughs> you got us. All right. Good reason. Um, no, I mean, it's just because it was time to tell this story. Um, because somebody was like, we got to do something with Hulkling. Have you ever already? read? Also, that guy's name is Sequoia. Sequoia. I never really knew about Sequoia, the... the isn't that Son an American Indian tribe? It's a tree, and I believe it's a tribe. All right. Or is it Iroquois? Uh, Sequoia tribe? I don't know. Anyway. Um, apparently, the last time we saw him, he was like a teenager. Yeah, and apparently Thor went on some adventure with him in um, like Avengers the Celestial Adventure or something. How long ago was it? Because all this happened in the 80s, the Mantis stuff. Is that when all that happened? 
Uh, it was like Mantis fucked the swordsman, and then they had Avengers Celestial Sequoia, Quest. And they're yeah. supposed to bring back the Kotati people or whatever. So I guess that's the 80s. So I'm so I'm wondering if these other stories they're referencing, if all of it took place in the 80s, and they're like, hey, remember this shit that happened 40 so years ago? Let's go back. Celestial Quest happened in the early 2000s. This whole Sequoia stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was. It wasn't okay. All right. 2001, 2002. 20 years ago. Uh-huh. But they're on the moon. They're at this, like, Kotati garden civilization in the blue area of the moon. And Swordsman's there. He's a Kotati plant person now. Where, Sequoia's there. Where is uh, the Inhumans' old hangout? Here. Was it in the same area of the moon, too? Yeah, the blue area of the moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we all know what else happened here. With uh, Jean Grey? Yeah. Genius where Jean Grey Phoenix died? Yeah. Scott! And, and we all know who lives here now. Scott! Oh, right, right. Oh, right. You'd think they'd be like, hey, the X-Men are right over there. Maybe they could help. Well, I think that's what Empire X-Men is going to be. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. You know what is not on the moon? The what? American flag, because the moon landing was faked. No, I'm just kidding. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just start throwing crazy conspiracy theories into this? Mm. We'd probably get a quadruple our ratings, because <laughs> that's all anyone's about now. Um, yeah. 9-11 was an inside job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> see? <laughs> so another whole thing that feels like odd, and maybe it's because I'm not following Avengers, but um, Tony Stark being like, I'm bathing in the waters of the Kodati. Like, what's going on with him? I know. Did you just do ayahuasca? Like, what is happening? Right. <laughs> and why are you having visions of the future? Like, why? I think that was always a Tony thing. He's a futurist. Is it just because he's sober? How long has Tony been sober for? Oh, a long time. He mentions Carol's alcoholism in this as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And Carol's just like... I love Carol's it. like, do this! Do that! What do you think? Like, Good job! He's like, she's making that look. I've seen that before. Like when I tried to grab a drink out of her hand. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, harsh. Well, he was like, before she put me in a coma. I was like, yay! Don't make me think of Civil War Two. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so they got this Kree and the Skrulls, who are boys now, and they're manipulating Teddy, which they make very clear. Uh, Poor they're on their way to destroy. They're just like, all right, this little queer, this little queer bait. Let's just tell this queer he's pretty and we can do anything we want. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, we're going to fight the Kree and the Skrull that are on their way. And nothing's going to get in our way. Cut to the Fantastic Four, who lately has been getting in everybody's way. Yeah, they're a real problem lately. Yeah, and they just came back, you know what I mean? Like, they were gone for so long. But I'm what like, are they... But that's the other thing, is like... So are they going to be on the Korean Skrull side? Is that what they were insinuating? This seems... This feels a little... Like, there's a current of Avengers versus Fantastic Four in this event. But why Why would they not be... Like, they're like, no, kill those tree people. I don't know. I don't read their yeah, book. Yeah, blow up the Earth. We want Teddy to blow up the Earth. Like, I, okay. Well, I guess we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Was Franklin? But Franklin, with them? yeah, he's. I was just gonna say Franklin's with them. Hmm. So thanks hmm. for the spoilers, everybody. Hmm. That Poor doesn't Chip Zadarsky. He could have. They could have just been like, "Hey, we're picking you up from Krakoa. Come with us on something." We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, Wolverine's in a lot of books. Exactly. Franklin could be too. Um, so they reference incoming number one. Carol's like, hey, remember the last time we saw Kree and a Skrull together? And it was the Kree and the Skrull from the Phoenix Saga. From the original Phoenix Saga, who they kept cutting to. Yeah. In that story. They died and they started the Empire train. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's literally the level of detail I am willing to go into. Yeah. 
So they were in it. They showed up again. They died and Empire started. Boom. Yeah. But it did look like those tree things were growing out of them and killing them. So it's it's not they're not fully peaceful. They're yeah. like they're defending themselves. So are we going to like this is a lot about plant people. Are we going to bring those plant people from X-Force into this whole thing? I hope that never comes back ever again. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I was like, why were those things created? Hey, and remember then this, though, this comes along. What about the Scrawl family that was like living under the... They're part Earth? of this. But then remember they were like being attacked and they were trying to blow them up. Who, who were the Kree after them or or they weren't after them? Who I don't was, know. Like, I feel like that... Attack them? Is that family remember. like... I don't remember, but is that family a bunch of rebels? Like, are they like loose ends that the Skrulls need to take out? Is that what's going on? No, because I felt like in the end, the Kree was like, no, we're on the same side now. And she like played a tape of Teddy being like, we're all on the same side. But I yeah, can't remember who. Yeah. But then so then it was like, oh, the Kree wasn't blowing them up. So I didn't know who was like attacking them. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I want to go back through starting it incoming and just start retracing all these steps. Because we're about to buckle up. I'm glad you care enough to do that. I'll I mean, you, I got nothing else. I'll let you fill in the details next week. <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I looked through and there was no other comics I wanted to read. Oh, there was one I thought about reading because I read another installment of the Marvel Snapshots series. I read the Namor one. And Snapshots, I believe the premise of these one-shots is like, it's about people who were affected by the hero it's about in some way it's like it's the the hero that it's about is not the main character but a supporting character in like someone who every- lives in the house when they like were in a fight and someone got punched through a building yeah like someone that lived yeah in somebody who would be a background character or a side character in normal stories um like so namor was about a woman in the i believe the 40s who had fallen in love with him Ugh. um captain america marvel snapshots captain america Written by Mark Russell. Hello. Um, Does that mean it was funny? My favorites. No, but it was. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like unfunny satire. You know, like it was. You could tell it was. There was subtext. Right. Um, so this is about a kid in the South Bronx. It takes place during an adventure. And I, I wanted to look back and see if this was a real adventure um, where Cap and Falcon are in New York City, in Manhattan, and a mad bomb goes off. And it's kind of like uh, the original Kingsman where everybody starts raging out and trying right. to kill each other. Okay. And that's going on. And this kid, um, they're in the South Bronx, so they're far enough away so that... They only got affected a little bit, but they're still close enough that um, they got affected. So only a few people start raging out, like like a, a half of their population rather than the entire population um, closer to the blast. And his mom actually um, kills her infant son. And, what? Um, yeah, it's really bad. There's a lot of carnage and a lot of death. Like on top of this impoverished, underserved community... So then this happens and they go to like the heroes cleaning up um, Manhattan and, you know, fighting other adventures in the other boroughs, but nobody ever comes to the Bronx. And this neighborhood, after taking this hit, is just falls into like decimation and just is, becomes overrun by gangs. Um, and this kid that the story is about he is good with electronics, like very good with electronics. And that's all he does is his parents own a, um, a electronic repair shop and he just works on electronics all day until he's finally approached by this like good looking white guy in a suit. Who's like, you know, we, we see your talent. Um, we want to take you out of here. We want to support your family. Um, you know, we really want to put your mind to work. Here's my card. Um, and it's like the answer to the kid's dreams. And he looks at the card and it's aim. Uh. And so the kid is like no choice. He takes a job with aim despite his better judgment. He's like, isn't this Hydra? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I working for Nazis? Is that like a, com- is that like a common knowledge? I thought that was like a, for some reason I thought no, it was yeah. like all secret. 
No, they're they're known. I mean, they're you know rumored. Okay. Um, they're no secret. Um, no, but like enough that there's plausible deniability. Like, aren't you guys Hydra? No, that's never been proven. The guy actually says that's never been proven. In, in <laughs> um, so it's got that like Mark Russell wit. Um, and then the kid joins AIM, and there's another. I won't go into the story that takes place when he's at AIM, um, but it's pretty fucking great, and like it's a it's a it's a parable for today uh and it ends you know of course with captain america doing the right thing um going back to the kid's community and just just helping him clean it up and fix it up and like this ends on the whole notion of like sometimes you don't need heroes sometimes you just need repairmen it's like it was really this whole like tone of humility and um it was just really good i mean it's mark russell so it's no secret um but very good a very good story Oh, I'll read that. So the other thing I'm reading, which I haven't told you about yet, and I'm not ready to talk about it. What? Um, because I'm not finished with it, is the series from 2003, written by Robert Morales, who has since passed, and drawn by the very famous black artist Kyle Baker, um, Truth, Red, White, and Black, the limited series about that like Weapon Zero first black Captain America, Isaiah Bradley of whom Patriot from the Young Avengers is the grandchild of. Right. I'm reading this series, and it's incredible. It's incredible. You you should maybe read it. I know it's free on Comixology. Okay. Um, And then maybe we can talk about it soon. Yeah, send me uh, me a link if it's free. Yeah. So anyway, really inspirational Captain America content lately. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Wow. But I want more. Did you see more? Hit it. Suddenly see more. Suddenly see more. I did see more. I saw more and more of some of the shows we love. We saw the beginning of a show and the end of a show. And the end of a show. Let's talk about the end the of a show. Alpha and the Omega. Let's talk yeah, about the let's Omega. Do that. Harley Quinn wraps it up. Um, I think it's. it looks like it's probably going to get a... Uh, I think it's so popular. I'm, I can't imagine it not getting a third season. It's it it's got to because this show accomplishes, especially with COVID right so now. So much uh, you can't go wrong with animation. It's just so much easier right? to make than live action. So I'm pretty much guaranteed. And this show, it's it's so hard to do comedy and romance and pathos and violence. All together happening at the same time. This show is so horribly violent. Random innocent people are horribly killed on screen. Yeah. The main characters have murdered many people, yet you root for them and love them and and are excited. Because they're also rounded and relatable and not not one character. And this is a comedy about superheroes and not one character is one note yeah not a one and this really it's just this whole show has been leading up to just a full love story between poison ivy and harley quinn and i'm here it for ended, it and i'm here for it and I, I just can't believe this was the end game was getting them together it like it ended with Kite Man, who was ready to marry Poison Ivy, uh, last episode, I mean, the penultimate episode of the season, ended with Kite Man finding out that Harley and Ivy have had some pretty steamy sex. Yeah. And then this episode features a sudden breakup by Kite Man, just refusing, just kind of standing up for himself and having enough and refusing to continue on with something that he knows is not the best of them, so he actually has the courage to say it outright. It, the, even Kite Man, like, you thought in the beginning of the show Kite Man was going to be this one-note, like, himbo, stupid power, always getting into trouble because he's got a dumb kite on his back. But he winds up having depth also. He's so sweet. It's incredible. And a sane joker having depth um 
the, the, someone who ultimately does a heel turn, like Dr. But not, Psycho, but not a full like heel having, turn, because right. then he's like, I love this woman, but I'm still going to murder and like kill people. But like, so there's still like this tongue in cheek thing. Dr. Psycho didn't get killed. He just got captured in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this show, but then there's like, but then it's like the brutal violence. I'm usually very bothered by just random death. Like Poison Ivy, in order to make it up for sleeping with Harley, she has her plant friend eat <laughs> the couple, his our, Kite Man's arch nemesis, because his wedding, he was taking his wedding venue date. So he literally just murders these people, like has them eat them. Uh, it's. And then, the, no, it was the most disturbing part for me, and I don't know why. What? Um, when, uh, what's his name? Doctor, Doctor Psycho. Is that his name? Yeah. Doctor Psycho made Sharkman reveal his worst memory, most shameful memory. And he ate his brother. He ate his brother. It was when his, he ate his brother. But his brother was like a little nerd that he was bullying, and then he ate him. I was like, oh, I don't know why that bothered me so much. Yeah, it's horrible because it's. Like, even when they are, need to deliver, like, trauma, they deliver trauma. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, it's... Because you're, like, laughing, but then you're like, oh, but that hurt. And even then, yeah. Dr. Psycho was like, wow, I thought it would just be this. That's fucked up. Like... <laughs> it's so funny, like, because the violence, it's never, it's rarely for the joy of violence. It's always, like, on behalf of someone else. It's always to do something good for someone else. Like, rarely is it selfish. It's always motivated, like... But it's so... Like, when Poison Ivy, a few episodes back, when she was murdering all of the the CEO corporate people that were destroying the environment, and she yeah. literally is melting all their faces off while, like, talking to Harley, and it's just like, oh, oh, well, I guess they're bad. <laughs> I mean, but that's what makes this show so good, is you understand these characters, so... Yeah. You're not shocked by their actions, because you know them so well. Like we were talking about the want and what drives each character. They make that so clear. Now, the one thing, And they struggle with it. The one thing that didn't get addressed is do you remember what happens when Poison Ivy when people get their pherome, her pheromones in them? Uh they fall in love with her? And then Oh, I don't remember. They turn into a plant and die. Oh, yeah. So that, oh yeah 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 that episode where she has to save those kids yes yeah, so but in the end Wonder Woman Batman and Superman got hit with that but then it never went back I'm like doesn't she have to save them oh I'm curious as to what would happen with that but yeah it ends up with them kind of just driving off in the sunset like Thelma and Louise but without them exactly Thelma and Louise but, but with, they but, make but the they jump land. have you ever seen the footage of Thelma and Louise landing the original ending no what was it. Oh, it's on YouTube. It's the original ending. Do they like, land and live? Think think about how it ends. Like, it's obviously, they just obviously cut the shot midway through. They filmed the ending where they land and drive away. But that's impossible. I know. People, I think focus groups were like, what? Can they just die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like, didn't you see the end where like they literally showed a blow up and you literally saw close-ups of Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis's heads exploding <laughs> and dying in the fire? Nope, just mid-jump whiteout. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't I don't need that. Anyway, but this they landed and they drove away and it was beautiful, and I can't wait for the next season. It better be. Renew okay. Harley Quinn, especially on like with HBO Max now running DC stuff. Well, yeah, all it, the more reason. But that's but also honestly with COVID, I feel like I mean because pretty much animation, animation. Boom. like there's no do reason it. to green light an animation thing because it's so right. hard now to do anything. Like they, no one knows how to do sex scenes right now. Yeah, most companies, uh, most companies, most shows coming in the fall are like we've had to start writing completely. Let me let me throw this out there: Do we need sex scenes? Um, what? I mean, I'm sorry. Here's like, me do, snapping both my ears. What? Do we serious? need sex yes. scenes? Why would you not? Want, why do you not want to have sex scenes, Brett? Because I like I know I know what they're gonna do. Like, there's never been a sex scene where I'm like, look at the way they're having sex. Like, there's never been one. But that means, <laughs> but that includes kissing. It's a man and so they kiss. 
There's never there's there's no nuance in kissing in movies. No, there is. It's it's important. It shows characters. Come on, the the when there's two couples that have sexual tension, the th- you you'll wait episodes and episodes. How many episodes did it take before Fitz and Simmons kissed? Yeah, you're telling me that you would have been okay if they never kissed. It was just no. Applied. I'm fine with. I guess what I was talking about was like two people writhing in a bed. Like that, I don't need the kiss. The the, the but that's what I'm saying. No, exciting moment. Anything yes. people can't get close enough to do anything intimate. Yeah, that sucks. You have to CGI one of the people for the kiss. They're saying they might CGI sex scenes and stuff. No, honestly, I feel every. But that's show my point. Have, I don't need to see. I think every show beyond the have kiss full penetration. Beyond the kiss, I don't need full to see what happens. Like I know it. My, let my imagination run wild. Like there's a lot more choking in my imagination movie scenes than there are in movie scenes. We oh wait, hold. Okay, can we move? Okay, I now now need to talk about something I wasn't even going to talk about, but now I need to talk about it. And it's no, not a superhero thing. Speaking of Seymour, I heard that there was this new show that's like, it's one of the most popular things streaming on Netflix right now. And it is the new Fifty Shades of Grey type movie. And it's called 365. It's made what? in Poland. It has full male frontal nudity, tons and tons of sex scenes. It is is the most problematic movie you'll ever see. You watched it? Well, at first I saw, there was, I don't know what rabbit hole of YouTube I went on, but there were all these women being like, how is this movie on Netflix and how do we get it banned? And I was like, well, I I gotta see this. It is called 365, the reason why. This hot, and I will say, this guy, he's one of the hottest men you will ever see. His body, out out of one to 10, his body is a 20. And he's fully naked, dick, butt, everything, gorgeous face, and this beautiful Polish woman. It's made in Poland. It's based on some famous Polish trilogy, sex trilogy, written Mm -hmm. by this like crazy woman. This woman gets kidnapped by a Sicilian mobster who saw her the day he was shot and has been obsessed with her ever since. And when he saw her again, he kidnaps her and tells her, I will give you 365 days to fall in love with me. And then after that day, I will free you. And then proceed. And then he's like, and I will not do anything against your consent. But he then proceeds to hold her hostage. He then like will do stuff to her in her sleep. He touches. It's it's the most problematic. It's basically Stockholm syndrome. To the 900th degree. And I am a sucker for a romantic Stockholm syndrome. But this sure. guy is doing awful, horrible things. And in the end, even though he's kidnapped her and done all these awful things to her, she's just like, I love you too. And it ends <gasps> with her getting this pregnant. Is like- Getting pregnant by him, agreeing to marry him, but then going back home and trying to explain to everybody why she's deciding to marry her kidnapper and it ends with her going through a tunnel and mobsters chasing after her and then her not coming outside of the other tunnel in the car meaning that she was killed and then that's the end that sounds like that really problematic movie with chris pratt and jennifer lawrence on the spaceship but even more so because imagine that but then imagine they showed him while she was in a coma him horribly molesting her the whole time oh Like so there's anyway, literally a scene where he where he is fondling her breasts and they're both naked and he's holding her by the throat and he just says you're lucky that I won't uh, that I want I will only have sex with you when you consent. <laughs> and you're like oh but you're my holding god her by I take back the naked. choking thing. Yeah, it's it's insane. But thing, the thing that's scary though, it's one of the highest rated thing and all these Ugh. all these ladies are like diddling themselves to it. Stop it, ladies. Have some self-respect. Anyway. Sorry, I had to go on a a completely sidetrack. That's fine. But let's talk about something crazy. That began, began, which is season two of the Doom Patrol. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? What? (laughs) I love this show. I love it. Because it's Grant Morrison, the show. Yeah. 
It's literally where they're like, what's the most interesting in this whole run of Doom Patrol? Everything Grant Morrison did. It's Grant Morrison's run with Rita Farr. Yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way... But was Dorothy Spinner... Dorothy Spinner, I don't think, talked in the comic, right? Oh, I think she... Did she? Did. I thought she was yeah. like kind of caveman-y. I don't know. I don't know. No. Uh, no, she talked. But I remembered... Like when she, all right. So Dorothy Spinner is very much uh, the main, one of the main characters, new addition to the team, maybe the antagonist of this whole thing. The chief's daughter. We found out end of last season that the reason all of our Doom Patrol characters are the way they are, the accidents which cause them to cause their conditions, their powers, were caused by the chief. Because the chief has been searching for immortality. Because his daughter is pretty much immortal. And he doesn't want to leave the earth alone with her. So he wants to live one day longer than her. He actually says that. Yes. And, but not only because he wants to live as long as her, but it's also because one of her imaginary friends that comes to life can cause the apocalypse. And all of a sudden, when like that started to happen and they flash back to when she was at the circus and the candle appears in her hand, I was like, oh, God, wait, oh, God. And I went back to my Doom Patrol and I was like, is this the candle guy? And I remembered Candlemaker and how fucking terrifying Candlemaker is in the comic book. Yeah. And there he was. Episode two. I, like in episode one, I was like. Oh, fuck. Is that going to be Candlemaker? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So the first episode, they're all still tiny after leaving the painting to beat Mr. Nobody. But Mr. Nobody and Beard Hunter are still frozen in the painting. Our heroes are just small, but they're alive. And this is the one thing where I found it very strange how much they hate Dorothy Spinner. She's the reason for all their conditions. I know, but they're just so blatantly just taking it out on her and treat her awfully. Mm-hmm. But then they're it's pissed. also like, she's a little girl, but she's also like 90-some years old. Why is she not... Yeah, she doesn't really develop. Why is um, she? Why is her brain not the same developing? Rate. I can understand yeah. if you don't age, but why isn't she like a Kirsten Dunst interview with a vampire because it's she's not by, i didn't realize it's played by an adult it's played by a 20 year old and she even played young chief they dressed her up as a boy and she played young chief oh that was in her the, that was her oh i love it yeah in the red jack flashback right who red jack another terrifying character from the morrison run there he is and there he All goes these morrison <laughs> monsters and there he goes yeah um this season, I think, is just deliciously weird as the first one. It is very much steeped in getting over trauma, getting over pain, the struggle to do that. And rather than an outside force as the antagonist, as you had mentioned, it looks like it's pretty clear the big bad is basically just the, the, what the monsters inside Dorothy's. Yeah, Dorothy's lack of control. Yeah. Dorothy's fear is our villain of the season. Yeah. So they did great stuff with Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. And I just love that the negative man, the energy being inside Larry Trainer, is always like leading him down like closure and, and adulthood and doing the right thing. And in this case, it's doing something or at least knowing that Matt Bomer's kids who are now like old men one of them like died in misery. That's the one thing though is like, but why did lack. if he was doing? Why didn't he lead him to his son before he died in misery? Well, yeah. I'm gonna wait until after he commits suicide. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that. I don't know. I don't think the energy being is like we must save him. <laughs> I think the energy being is like, look what you did. <laughs> Just rubbing it in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Rita Farr has decided she wants to be a superhero and she wants to try and 
finally hone her powers so that they can become abs- you know actually useful. And I love that because Rita had like her internal journey last season. Yeah. So I like that. I like that now it's kind of more of a, it's like a new, it's like a physical journey. It's a, it's a courage journey. I like it. Yeah. She, um, she's having like the kind of Scarlet Witch from the MCU, like fuck up moments. Like as she's learning to be a hero, she's (laughs) causing real damage. The most interesting thing to me is Crazy Jane. Yeah. It looks like. Um, she's not going to be in control anymore. Her other personas don't want her being the primary. But they mentioned about Miranda being the primary, but the Miranda girl went into the well. So I'm like, well, how I thought once you go in the well, you can't get out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're going to fish her out, but they just, they said they're, they're, they're getting rid of her because she's not with the family anymore. So, so clearly, I think she ditches them, but she apparently runs into Cyborg. But it was like some kind of sexpot vixen. Did you watch the scenes from next week? No. It's it's just like she looks like a Veronica Lake type character, and she like runs into Cyborg, like "Hey, baby." So it's like some oh, kind of that's man. she's blonde. It's no, she's not blonde. Gr- no, but oh, her hair looks like that. She's a very Betty Page, yeah. like vamp oh. type of looking. Oh, I loved it. Anyway, mm. it's so much fun. I'm so excited for it. Um, the only the only thing is, like, I need a little more balance from Brendan Fraser's performance. Like, it's, it's just, just a yelling. very shrill performance. Yeah. yeah, it's well. I think half of that though is what's written, so it's yeah. not necessarily his fault. I think they need they're... to give him. They need to give him a moment to. I'm hoping now that he like went to see his daughter and the daughter rejected him, that he'll like. Yeah. That he'll like kind of calm down a bit. He'll move on. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's great. It's uh, um, it's a treat. It's a real treat. And it's on HBO Max and DCU streaming. HBO Max okay. is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Are you watching Legendary? I, I've only watched the first episode. I still haven't gotten into it. I, there's so much yeah. stuff to watch. I haven't caught it up. Oh, so I'm much. sure it's great. We keep watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> <gasps> Um, yeah, there's just so much good stuff to watch right now. Also, I don't know if you, if I only got you to watch the first episode. Did you ever watch any other episodes of The Shipper, the Thai soap opera? I no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. It gets crazy. It gets. I do want to watch crazy it. and super inappropriate. I do want to watch it. I do. And there's definite gay stuff happening. Oh my God! Also. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I can't believe what they did. What did they do? They, so when they avoided the dustings by like all of a sudden kind of letting go of connectivity to the broader MCU. So did they purposely like the say whole, the dustings didn't happen? No, they just don't even talk about it. Like okay. they, they did mention Thanos. Like they did have aliens suddenly retreat one season, like right before Infinity War. Yeah. And they were like, where are they going? And they're like, we're not sticking around. You got Thanos coming. And they like took off. But that was the last bit of connection when Infinity War ended and during Endgame, like they really did not um, go near it. Now, however, like they're really diving back into connectivity. Yeah. Um, so they did this thing where the timeline has changed because of these those Chromacons. The Chromacons started working with Hydra to kind of advance some agendas or like fuck with the timeline. Like people who previously in the run of the show, like multiple seasons ago, you know, are dead, like had died in the past or like alive. And like, shit, what is that person doing alive? Oh, my God, the timeline's different. All of a sudden they go to the 70s. Um, and there's, uh, what is it? Patrick Warburton is agent Rick Stoner from like the, the seventies, um, uh, head, headquarters. Was he in it previously? He was a hologram in okay. a previous, like two seasons ago, the team stumbled upon this like old abandoned shield station called the lighthouse. And when like, they, hey, entered, I'm like, this, Rick yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was Patrick Warburton and it was hilarious. Um, and it was very, he was very sexist, but then they finally meet him and he, He's clearly gone through training. Like, he's very woke. It's really funny. In the 70s? But, yeah, yeah. But they're, one of the big changes they realize is, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is celebrating, and they're celebrating with someone who they know is HYDRA, because, of course, they're the only ones who know that HYDRA is part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in the 70s. 
And all of a sudden, they're celebrating. They like bring out the cake of what they're celebrating, and they're celebrating the launch of Project Insight, which is the the what they were trying to do in the Winter Soldier. It's with the three, the three helicarriers were going to like shoot millions of people according to the algorithm. Oh. Like they were going to be all the good people. They like so they literally like f- end Project Insight. Like they, it's the same plot from Winter Soldier, but the Chronicoms made it happen in the seventies instead of the. Mid the two thousands. Fascinating. Like they save baby Bruce Banner. Um, like it's just it's incredible. I can't believe they did that. They're like, yay! Pro-. As soon as they brought out the cake, that's a Project Insight. I was like, what the fuck? What? Winter Soldier? You're just like screaming. beating off. I'm screaming. I'm jizzing beat off. on the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All over Patrick Warburton's face. I would so do it great. with Patrick Warburton. Oh, I think so. I think he still got it. Putty from Seinfeld. I was I was very much into it. Well, I love I'm a Brock Sampson from the Venture Brothers, who he's the voice yeah. of as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So much on television um, these days. I know there's so much, but sometimes, sometimes I need to create my own entertainment. Really? What do you have yeah, in I mind, like to, Brett? I like to play a game with myself sometimes. Okay. Um, sometimes I like to look in my mirror and try to do impressions or come up with characters of what I feel certain mutants act and sound like. Okay. And I was wondering if you do the same. I, of course I do it all the time. (laughs) Right? Oh, it's amazing. We have so much in common. So I was thinking that you and I could just do impressions of mutants of how those mutants sound in our heads and maybe not even give each other context clues. Like, for instance, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm hanging upside down while reading a book using yeah. my feet, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, so I don't want to give context clues, but I just kind of want to, like, well, take some, on the character. Some are very easy giveaways. Like what? Like if I was like, oh, sugar, just stay away from me. Ugh. Rogue. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Some of them are, you just do the accent and I'll, you'll completely know. Right. Like if I were to be like, um, what's cooking, Cher? Uh, that's uh, uh, her husband, Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, that's right. That was Gambit. <laughs> that was Gambit. For some reason, I heard like just Cher. I was like, what X-Men character likes Cher? <laughs> oh, if I could turn back to home, I'm a mutant too. I was telling you my powers. <laughs> all right, well, let me try one. I want to try okay, one. All right. It's tough, though, because I'm like, if I pick someone, I don't want to pick a person of color and be racist. No, I don't no, want no, no. to pick someone with an accent because then it's too easy. I mean, maybe start there. I don't know. Um, Let me... Um, all right, here's one. This is going to be a little tricky. Oh, just hold on a second. I want to, I just want to watch the demons burn for a little bit more. (laughs) Richter. No. Oh, God, (laughs) the fact that you thought I was doing a Latin accent just shows you how bad I am at accents. Uh, Oh, no. I was supposed to be a Russian accent. Oh, really? <laughs> so that was Ileana? Yes. All right, hold on. All right, you do one. I'm not doing another goddamn accent. All right, I'm going to do one. Hold on. I mean, what the fuck? How come all cars don't have four doors? <laughs> Beast? I don't know. Who are nope. you? Try, try, try two more guesses. Um, a strong guy? No. All right. Hold on. I'll do another one. Um, this one. This one will have context clues. Is it the same person? Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't need sunscreen. That stuff's bullshit. <laughs> what? That's my havoc. <laughs> well, what was the car thing? It doesn't matter. The text doesn't matter. No, okay. I <laughs> Literally anything I'm saying is arbitrary. Oh, God. It's that makes more it so hard. Okay, the way I, I say it. 
it's not accents. It's like it's like your point of view, your emotional point of view, like how you see the world, what you do with your voice. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I got one. Try one. Ugh. There's no snapples left. Ugh. Typical. <laughs> That's. Uh, is that Rachel Summers? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. It's a guy. Was that? Say one more thing. It's a guy. Um, Say one more thing. Look, I'd explain it to you, but I hate you and I want you to fail. Bye. Quentin Choir. Yes. Yay! <laughs> okay, you do one. Okay. All right, I'm going to do one. Um, all right. I have two cupcakes. Who am I? Give me, give me one more. I think we should take one of those old-timey cameras and pretend we're reporters. <laughs> Beast. No, multiple man. <laughs> All right, I got a good one. Um, okay. Oh, where are you all going? Are you going to the zoo? I'd like to come too. <laughs> Club Herman. No. Um, My clue is it's a woman and it's an adult. Uh. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> Who is no, that? It's Megan. Captain Britain's Oh, wife. that's good. <laughs> that's good. Okay, you do another one. All right. Okay, I'm going to do another one. All right, here we go. I think I need to take yoga. I feel tight. I feel the need to calm down. Have you taken yoga? Uh, um, Dazzler. Polaris. Polaris. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. Um, all right. I have one and you're totally going to get this. Are okay. you ready? I don't be mom. <laughs> Orphan maker? No. Um, You've guessed this person guy? before. Oh, I don't remember what I guessed. Um, I don't remember what I guessed. Mom. <laughs> Mom, Rachel. Rachel Summers. Summers. <laughs> oh God, I don't like the sun. That's my Rachel Summers. <laughs> Oh. All right, here's, uh, I have one. I have one. Ready? Okay. okay. <sighs> I think I want an iced coffee. Emma Frost. No, magma. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get one. <laughs> um... Uh, okay, let me, I, now I'm just trying to... Alright, this is the one we're gonna get. Okay, let me think, what is, who should I do? Um, I keep on, keep on keeping on. Um, how about I just do, nope, I keep, all the ones I'm like, accent can't do. Uh, why does everyone I think of have a goddamn accent? Um, you know. Oh, I got one. Here we go. Hey, didn't mean to scare you, but yes, I have been standing here for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, X-23? No. <laughs> My hint is uh, this person is not alive on Krakoa. 
Oh. Kitty Pride? Nope. <laughs> There's only three kind of known people that wouldn't be alive. Uh, Kitty, oh, Destiny. Um, blindfold. Blindfold. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All right. All right, last All right, one. This is, my, this is my last one. I would like a soda, preferably lemon-lime, except not Sierra Mist. I don't like Sierra Mist. Oh, shit. Um, can you tell me woman or man? Woman. Um, Monet? No, no. I'll do one more. Okay. Between HBO Max, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, I will take them all. Danger. <laughs> no, Sage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I got close with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's fun who cares if we didn't that's get fun them? who cares who cares well if, we, i hope you no care one. and you keep on listening because uh we got a lot more fun stuff coming your way yes um we've got i mean not in this episode we've got in other <laughs> this, this episode is, is over <laughs> yeah this garbage episode is over um we've got a lot more fun stuff coming for you though um so please donate to black lives matter and please arrest the cops that killed brianna taylor yes and please. um let's give um black indigenous people of color and women more space in the comics industry what else i have so many wishes and i wish if you're a white man say if you're pissed off say it out loud in your room and leave it there maybe don't say yeah. it to another person or on social media yeah or shut the fuck figure up. out or figure out why you're pissed off yeah oh well that i'm giving them too much credit jesus and remember, if you read comics, well, that makes you a queer. queer. Shit. Bye. Bye.